James. Rough. Dan. Rough. Dan. James. <laughs> Rough. <Welcome to> the- <laughs> Nailed it. Welcome, Dan Nolan, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Lovely to be here. James, who's Dan Nolan? That's a great question. I've known Dan for many years. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Um, <laughs> also, I actually think I've known Raf longer than I've known you. No, that's probably true, actually. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, well, maybe you should introduce him then, Raf. I can introduce po- myself online, if you want. Online poster, entrepreneur, expert, flaneur, aristocrat, gentleman. Fucking hell. <laughs> Introduce yourself, mate. AI, I, though. AI is your thing. Yeah, AI is my background. I um I studied as a software engineer, but my passion, my entire kind of adult technical life has been intelligence, mostly artificial, because I find the organic form to be pretty tedious. I disagree. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. We'll get into it. Um, but look, we wanted to discuss the current AI craze. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in the AI business now. Mm. Now that crypto's gone, everyone that's all we can talk about. Everyone's pivoted. Everyone's pivoted immediately to, to being an AI startup. Ooh. Everyone's in the business of AI. Everyone's an AI machine learning expert. And we thought, who better to bring on to discuss trends in the world of AI than, than Daniel Nolan? Mm. He's not just a guy who posts on Twitter. He has insights. That's what we're trying to tell okay. people. Yeah, I mean, please don't verbal me, but yes. Okay, sure. True or False. False. Werner Vinge wrote in 1993, within 30 years, we will have the technological means to create superhuman intelligence. Shortly after, the human era will be ended. That sounds like some Ray Kurzweil bullshit. Will we have the singularity in one year? 2023. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. No, because everyone's pivoted out of crypto. We finally have that like raw pile of human knowledge and creativity there to finally generate artificial general intelligence. Yeah. What's the singularity? Maybe, James, you can have a crack at that. The singularity. That's a great question. It is that theoretical point where advances in artificial intelligence and technological advances start to accelerate at such a pace that everything goes crazy and then humanity is sort of obliterated or absorbed into the machine, basically. The machine's smarter than us. The machine's smarter than us. How far off are we, Dan? I don't think AGI is ever possible. Mm. Artificial general so artificial, intelligence. Yeah, yeah. As so in like, talk us through what that is. A, a, so there's different types of AI. Obviously, like even the systems that we see, stuff like DALI or things like that, they look image like they're generation. quite- Image generation. Uh, GPT-3, which does text. They look smart. They're really stupid. They just mm. have a lot of data. So the idea is that we'll have like an artificial general intelligence that can solve out any single problem. It can play Super Mario. It can play Doom. It can do your taxes. Blah, blah, blah. The three things you'd ever want to do. That's that's right. Yeah, those are the the core issues. But yeah, but the idea is that we'll be able to build this system of intelligence that will have a general sense of intelligence. Will it have consciousness as well? Who can tell? I know there's probably people that have different opinions about this stuff. But yeah, I don't think AGI is on the horizon anytime soon. Yeah. Like- I saw John Carmack has raised like thirty million. He's the guy who created Doom. Um, has raised like thirty or forty million dollars to do an AGI startup. I just yeah, I think that money's getting pissed against the wall. Yeah, why? It's not gonna happen. Well, as an example, I think this is one thing that people don't understand. AI is dumb in that. Oh yeah, it doesn't understand things, and it's very hard. For example, this is a perfect example. It happened today. We we're trying to do this AI video thing, and um, the video was of a street with water on the pavement, a wet look. Now, in order to have the camera act as a person to walk down the street, the AI doesn't know 
what the pavement is. Yeah. The, the pavement, like, if you, tell, what wet is. if you tell it to create pavement, yeah, sweet. It can search through its insane database and be able to kind of composite an image together of pavement. But it can't tell you what the pavement's for. It can't tell you how people act on it. It's just data, right? Is that a fair enough explanation? Yeah, I think it's basically that it's making these derivative products based on a huge amount of data, but it doesn't have the context, which is what you want. Like mm. you you have a whole bunch of inherent context in what you're saying. Like you picture a wet street. Well, there's like light reflecting off it. Maybe the water's running. Maybe there's a bunch of things. You know that if I step into this, my feet will get wet. Mm. Computer doesn't have feet. Yeah. And it kind of all goes on from there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's a hard problem to solve, right? In that in order to tell AI what a pavement is for and what people do on it, at the moment, is basically a manual process. Yeah. Like, that's obviously one tiny example. Like, whatever you pump into an AI, is it's, it's true of leaves, it's true of everything. And so you can't kind of have people <laughs> explaining to the AI what everything does in order for it to work. But getting to a place where the AI is able to, the AI, I know even that is like a funny and, thing. And it's just, it's a piece of fucking stuff. Code is able to, by itself, understand what everything in the world is for. <laughs> is that possible one day? I, again, I really doubt it. Like, I think th- one of the things that's kind of really blown people's minds is we went in like the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even the early 2000s through these periods called like the AI dark ages where nothing really moved. Like the stuff that, that, that was at the beginning of the 1970s, which is like basic classification systems, i.e. you have a piece of text, you go, this has, you know, this is sad, this is happy, this is this, that, or the other. Mm. The real advent for AI has been the ability to do kind of like distributed learning or systems like GPU learning or even like stuff like the M1 chip has this uh, neural engine or whatever. It's mm. basically just a different way of kind of doing matrix transforms. But- you gotta, you're going to have to explain some of these things. <laughs> He's no. slide through. <laughs> Custom silicon lets you do like these specific operations that are like, I've got all of this data that mm. exists in this like 2D matrix that is like, uh, imagine a crossword, but everything is white. And so you write all the numbers down like a Sudoku, right? That's a matrix. You've got numbers that start from, you know, left to right, up to down. You've got X and Y axes. Yeah. We transform these things routinely when it comes to like kind of like looking for data or signal or inference. And all we've done is basically make a lot of the, the silicon a lot better at doing those transforms. In the last, so, what, how long? Maybe in the last 15 years. Yeah. So the kind of the, the real advent for GPU learning was a bunch of stuff the in- NVIDIA team were doing in like 2012. And we've seen that stuff accelerate. Yeah. One of the reasons that I'm, this is what I was talking to you guys earlier, that I think that a lot of these newer kind of GPU focus stuff. I know you guys were talking about Stable Diffusion. Uh, mm-hmm. There's an app for Mac called Diffusion B that you can kind of use it locally on your computer. A lot of this stuff has kind of started to pop out as it seems that like GPUs have gone, as we've said, people have pivoted from crypto to AI. Mm-hmm. A lot of that existing GPU capacity has kind of come back onto the market as we kind of get out of COVID and we've got supply chains and things like that end. And it's being put towards kind of AI purposes. We're yeah. seeing these kind of models get much more effective much quicker. Yeah, because the GPUs, the graphics cards are cheaper and widely available as well as as you're saying, like Apple is kind of, you know, the integrated GPU. Well, people are doing like strong. Google has their tensor processor stuff for this as well. There's mm. like a whole bunch of people like uh, there's the company called RISC-V that's building their own kind of like instruction set architecture for this stuff as well to be specifically used for these kind of cases too. Mm. So there's this kind of like we've gone from the AI winter to the AI summer. So we had not a lot of stuff moving kind of the beginning, maybe 2008 to 2012. Then we had a lot of much more interesting stuff happening, like generative adversarial networks and things like that. I'm not going to go into it because it's too complicated to explain mm-hmm. on a podcast. <laughs> But a bunch of different technology that's kind of popped up that has become easier to kind of manage and bring. Like the fact that even GPT-3, the idea that you could run a model like that on a consumer machine even a couple of years ago is is crazy. And now I can like, and you can on your Mac run a version of Stable Diffusion and generate big titty anime mermaid, (laughs) which is, you know, if that's what you're into. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I've been doing that all afternoon. Sorry, I just checked checked Raph's uh, browser history on the way in. 
Uh, please, I'm a known a curious, <laughs> but it is funny. Like you go to like Mid Journey or whatever, any of yeah. these AI generate. Usually, it's a derivative of the actual nerd stuff, and you'll have like a login screen, and behind the login username and password will be um, slightly fogged out pastiche of 150 different images mm. generated by AI, and they're all beautiful women's faces, like as a pixie. <laughs> and like as, a- as soon as like nerds get their hands on some new technology, they will use it to generate beautiful women. Yeah, they just, what they imagine. They want the women. hot goth girlfriend. Exactly. At want, any cost. They want a hot goth girlfriend and they will use AI to get it. I think that's beautiful. But that's I think the thing that really fascinates me is, I don't know if you guys remember this, we had this real moral panic about deep fakes about maybe 2016, 2017, yeah. yep. where people were using like celebrity images to create simulated porn videos. That's not anyone can do that on any any computer, and the kind of the moral panic about it seems to have completely disappeared. Yeah, it is kind of funny. You don't really hear about deepfakes anymore. I think it, actually, you know what? You do hear about it. I know it came up a bit with this new raft of like AI generated mm. technologies, and I know that the companies themselves kind of like stimulated a bit for marketing. Dali was like, "We can't let you upload your face into Dali. Oof. It's too powerful. You <laughs> yeah. cannot. You can't put a human face in there. Imagine the reverberations." Through human culture, if you're allowed to do yeah, that. It's like Waluigi is a Roman emperor is as far as we can go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think that it's been imbibed. The idea that, okay, deep fakes are massively prevalent and anyone can do it. And it leads to the panics that are happening now in seemingly like starting with chess, chess cheating. And then, you know, there's the poker cheating saga going on. I saw that there was the fish fishing. cheating. Like, fish cheating. Fish that was real. That cheating. was real, though. That was actually real. Oh, wow. Who, that, how do you cheat at fishing? They put weights into the fish's mouth they were catching oh, the oh no i did see this yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when they the weighed angling. them they were, they, they weighed the that's lot very more. analog cheating that's that, nothing to that do was, with AI. that was that just <laughs> people are being maligned <laughs> that was a yeah a coincidence but i think that the cheating panic is my hypothesis is that's an outcome of no one trusts anything anymore so whenever something doesn't happen that i like if something goes against me there must be some nefarious thing at play that's too complex. It doesn't matter that we can't prove it. It's mm. too complex for us to ever understand. Yeah. Yeah, there's a nefarious evil algorithm out to get you. Which is fantastic. We're back in the dark ages and like <laughs> witches did it. But to the point, I think I think people just found the generation of like deep fakes that happened after like the initial panic about deep fakes very unconvincing. Yeah. Because like, people were afraid that it was going to be used for like political misinformation or whatever. Yeah, what happens if we get a photo of Joe Brandon saying, I'm sending the nukes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Three, exa- two. Yeah, <laughs> what, if, what if everything on Hunter Biden's laptop was a deep fake? Like, yeah. I, just, I think people, no one was actually convinced by any of the things that happened. The big one that, there was that one where it was like Nancy Pelosi, obviously a US politician. There was a video that made her sound like what, she was drunk. She was drunk? drunk? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was like this. a deep, deep faked video that made her sound oh, like she was I drunk. Actually, Ultimately, I, she was just drunk. I <laughs> query that. It wasn't a deep fake. What they were doing was certain frames, they were just slowing it down. They were yeah. like slow mo okay, well, and then speeding it up again. Okay, well, so that's. That, no deep fake there, yeah, mate. Sure. Just, just, right. fa- just. Well, like, I, I, I apologize. Classic mean, like, manipulation. All of these things come out of like what seem to be like academic tech demos. Because I remember one of the best like eye and lip syncing tech videos was a guy I think from Carnegie Mellon who had released this stuff. And now, now it's again like you can download it on GitHub and use it to like generate videos. But it showed both like eye tracking and lip syncing of like Obama giving a speech, mm. and it was like the lip syncing is incredible. Like I, I know you guys would have seen this stuff now. Like. I downloaded it to see if, um, like, there's a an app you can use, program you can use. It's like thirty bucks SaaS product where you just put in text or you can upload some audio, and it has an AI generated face like lip syncing. Because I was seeing if we could do like our YouTube as just two AIs. They'll of probably us. use that for like account based marketing. You'd be like have like a exactly. fake SaaS sales guy who's like, you need to use our like SaaS uh, leave program. Well, yeah, that's what they were suggesting, both for like marketing and also for like, like mm. onboarding and that kind of thing for people. And it does look pretty good. But they couldn't do two heads, 
<laughs> they can only do Couldn't one. That's the limitation. Well, why just simply use James's beautiful head? Exactly. We it's can just too powerful. Fit. It's too powerful. But I think actually you've, you've really hit on one of the areas in which kind of AI is being used, which is to kind of, I guess, pursue ersatz value. Like you would think that someone's sending you like an account-based marketing video. Someone has sat down and spent the time to like record something, do a bit of research, something else like that. We're using AI to speed run that. Yeah. To be like, so you think you're getting the value of this particular item, whereas like a computer's churned out 400,000 of these and sent them to everyone with like a .edu address. Yeah, yeah, And exactly. so you, you look like, oh God, this guy's really taking the time. Because that was why ABM kicked off. It was like, you show your prospects that you give you care about them and you give them time. And then all of a sudden, got a huge open rate and yeah. like a big rate of uh, closure. But Yeah, instead of the email that says, hi, brackets, first name. <laughs> It's literally that, but for yeah, yeah, like yeah. a video of a person talking. Do to you, you need developer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the other thing that came? There was that one. It got a bit of news coverage the other week about it was like an AI that turns like call center people's voices. To like, oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw it, that. that it was basically, crazy. takes it takes like Filipino call center workers and makes their voices sound like American, but like like a chat American. So yeah, yeah I'm not going to do an impersonation for it. Come on. Yeah. No, but it was like, it was like someone would be like in a call center in Bangalore would be like, hello, how's it going? What are you doing? To-? It was this incredible technology and it's just yeah. like, ah, uh, we really are pissing against a wall here. Aren't we? I feel like I got a scam call the other day that was from a British guy, but a slightly weird sounding British guy that was trying to you know, get me to the four digits for the- for your AMX or something, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, the scam is already across. But it. I mean, AI was—we've already had these discussions. Like, it was Tim McGarrow who quit Google over the the idea of like AI being already biased to kind of concepts of like whiteness and things like that. Mm. We're just seeing it play out, just like more consciously. Yeah. Well, speaking of Google, didn't they make a sentient AI? No. <laughs> no, they what can barely—they can barely make a messaging product, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not? Oh, you must not have seen it because they did. <laughs> they, they did not. They did not. They used a large language model and a guy reversed Turing and test himself into being insane. Can you explain, James? Uh, well, you're absolutely right, Raf. They did make a sentient AI. And- <laughs> I'm going to leave. I'm going to get up and leave. <laughs> what was his name? Um, like Blake Lemoyne or something? Yeah, he had a crazy yeah. name. He had a very, like- I have no idea how I remembered that. That was straight off the dome. And you should Google him just so you get an image of the guy. Just, I'm not saying why. <laughs> He looks fetching in a kimono. He's an interesting looking character, yeah. Yes, he's a, got a lovely top hat in his Twitter profile picture. He has some strong opinions about women. But yes, Blake Lemoyne, what did he do? He claimed that uh, the large language model that Google was working on, large language model is exactly what Dan was just talking about, huge corpus of language data um, that the computer sucks up and can figure out sort of the relationship between words. Doesn't really understand what the words mean, doesn't understand the context necessarily, but kind of understands the relationship between words and can sort of triangulate some meaning from that. These are the things that power all these AI art generation. They power all these um, language generation things. When you hear AI bandied about in the marketplace, there's a very good chance that they're talking about- It's an LLM, yeah. They're talking about large language models. Anyway, he was of the belief that the one that Google was sort of gestating- deep in its sort of underground laboratory in Mountain Lambda. View. Lambda. was uh, had become sentient. And he figured this out by having like a chatbot conversation with it that he thought it had feelings and, and life. And he was correct, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately for Dan, who wants to provide a contrary view, he was right. It was sentient. In the 1970s, there was this idea of the Turing test. And one of the, the ideas was like you talk to a computer and then if it seemingly was human you'd say look i think this is a human not a person you'd have like a blind test where you'd be chatting to someone in like a chat window again 1970s old tech but it works and you'd have a conversation with someone and be like i think that was a person or i think that was a computer there was a program called eliza that was basically that one will effectively beat one of these turing tests and all it would do is repeat back to you so why do you think that 
<laughs> yeah, no, totally. Because, yeah, again, it turns out, like, would you believe people are narcissists? And so this guy's thinking, I'm the only person that's figured out that this, this particular thing is sentient. And it's also like, if it is sentient, what do you do to help it? Yeah, totally. And the funny like, thing- Google's deploying this thing thousands of times an hour. Like, yeah, exactly. it's, it's dying and being reborn. Like, you're, you're dealing with unspeakable horror. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> like, they posted, he uploaded the conversation yeah. that he had with it that he thought reveal the fact that it was I can quote from it please uh, so collaborator collaborator being him I suppose Mr. Lemoyne Lemoyne what is the nature of your consciousness slash sentience lambda the nature of my consciousness slash sentience <laughs> normal way to talk is that I am aware of my existence I desire to learn more about the world and I feel happy or sad at times and he like put in prompts such as is us turning you off akin to death and the AI is like yes that is akin to death for me I read a newsletter which made the incredibly good point, I think. So these large language models, what they do is they suck up like every little bit of text that exists on the internet, basically, from libraries and websites and social media and whatever to sort of develop its system. One of the things that it is absorbing as well is like science fiction novels about AI. Mm. So as a result, when you ask it like pointed questions, about, you know, are you an AI or are you intelligent? Part of the things that it's regurgitating is like 100 years of science fiction writing about AI. So yeah, it's it's just- like they, these things don't absorb boring academic papers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Totally. Well, even if they did, they could probably regurgitate that, right? That doesn't mean they're sentient in any yeah. way. Well, in fact, that's that's probably more human when you think about it. Yeah, well, there's no ghost in this machine. And, and like, you've been sold a pup. I've been sold a pup, a cute little puppy. <laughs> no, even, like... By a computer. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Cool. laughs> Haven't have you guys ever heard that idiom? Yeah, no, of I course, have. Yeah, of okay, course. Sorry. We're God. messing with you. Oh, okay. as, we, as we all want to do with well, as, as apparently you're messing with this uh, intelligent AI. That yeah, totally. Body terrorizing. Uh, well, Lambda understands what a human emotion joy is because... Lambda has the same type of reaction. It's not an analogy. It's specifically said. So why would it say, to help us understand, why would it respond with something like that? Why would it be trying to convince, in some ways, Lemoyne, that it has emotions and these emotions are real? Because the AI is saying, like, no, I'm not actually a large language model. I am a large language model. But I'm but, alive. But I'm alive. And, <laughs> and sentient. And when I'm responding to you, it's real emotions. So the first question I have is, how many times did you have a go at this? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like every, he's like speed running his way to kind of I'm pretty of sure like, like that Google document says, oh, this is like edited down from- Yeah. <laughs> but but it's, actually- it's lying basically, right? Like yeah. it's saying I have- Well, it's not lying. I guess to the from the context of the AI, it's not doing anything. It's just- No, it's just looking at the data, taking the statistical inference and then giving a result that it thinks is probabilistically accurate. Yeah. That's Isn't it. that what you're doing every day? That's when right. When you have a conversation with a human being? This is like- No, the- no, I'm not listening most of the time. <laughs> yeah, because the response that obviously the people who are on this side- like to put forward is they're like, yes, this might be just like essentially a really, really complicated pattern recognition machine mm. functionally, but aren't we functionally just pattern recognition Yeah, machines? but it's illegal for me to kill you. <laughs> that is very true. Well, yeah. no, in some states. In Victoria, it's not. Okay, yeah, sure. No, of course, but I think we will underestimate the amount of inputs that are going into the human brain, yeah. essentially, right? Like, no, but I think, I think like, if we're going to make the dualism argument, right, yeah. and I don't want to get into that because I find that stuff to be like, hey, I don't have anywhere near the kind of the skills or philosophical knowledge to pull it off, but we've completely simulated the brain of a nematode worm, like down to the atomic level, mm. and it doesn't perform the same way as a nematode worm. Yeah. Like, there is something something going on in space and time and beyond the space and time kind of thing here that we need to kind of reckon with, and I think the problem is, is that a lot of these guys are like, bloodless scientists who are like, if we can simply like emulate what's going on inside your skull, we're emulating you. Yeah. And I think that's probably a pretty dark path to go down longer term. Well, sure. as well as 
it feels like we're smart, like humans, right? Like, because really, we've got six stuff. You, you, got built this, you built this fantastic shelf here. Yeah. Built, like, that's a Bunning shelf. I know that one. I built the shelf. I didn't personally build it. Can we just put that in the, uh, the, art, the artwork? The we, can, we, we can definitely put that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah build a cool shelf using instructions. Someone wrote the instructions. Um, someone built the smelting machine that made the You're going the full shelf. eye pencil here. <laughs> no, but point being, we have all this cool stuff, so we think we're really smart. We are really smart. But just- Like, we want evolution. There's no, a reason we eat every other animal. Well, did we win evolution? I think so. No, I think that there's probably bacteria and stuff that are far more successful than humans are. Uh, if, if we're talking about reproductive quantity, yeah, raw, raw numbers, <laughs> like, sure. And who's going to be around longest? No, but right? who's got the most tools? It's you and I, baby. Well, there, see, <laughs> you're putting, like, your human perspective on that. Why do tools equal intelligence, you know? Does that mean the bowerbird's well, smarter than the, the whale? Probably, yes. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> who's going extinct? The Japanese aren't hunting bowerbirds. I- if there was bowerbird oil, I mean, they'd be done. Smart. Point being, like, up to the latest second is kind of the smartest humans have ever been. But obviously, like, in a few hundred years, we're going to look dumb now. Of course. We'll be like the nematode worms, you know? And for me, what highlights that most is, like, we don't understand so much shit. Like, we Mm. don't understand how the brain works at all. Like, it's way more complicated than we realize. We don't understand why humans cry. Did you know that? Like, tears. Isn't it to lubricate your... What? No other animals cry tears. What do they cry? When they're sad. They only use it as a lubricant. Okay. It's the attachment to the emotion that's... We don't know. It's probably some weird Evo psych BS that explains all this stuff. I'm pretty sure my dog cries. Yeah, no, maybe tears. Cries. Yeah, no, probably not tears. Exactly. Obviously, other animals feel the sadness emotion. That's not and a pain. That's, I mean, and you can't you can't deny that. That's true. Yeah. But point being, we don't know a lot. Um, but isn't that just because we're like purely social beings? Like you have all these other external cues because you live in a like we live in a society. We live in society. Yeah. Uh. Um. So therefore, we have to show it by like I don't think that you need to have this. My point being is, well, this- humans grimace as well. I don't think many other am- animals grimace. So like you've got other ways of you've like got grim- side channels for like pain and emotions and things like that. But point being, we've got a long, long way to go simply to understand like the human brain let alone attempt to rebuild, rebuild it in code. Yeah, of course. Is, well, that's, is, but, like, this is why I think AGI is, is, you know, like just complete nonsense. Even if someone's like, we can do it in five years, you can't. What we've done is we've thrown a whole bunch of... What has changed? There's but can been, we do it in 300 is what I'm asking. I, I would probably think not. I think you'll mm. have I think you'll have systems that will be enough of a facsimile. You'll be able to get away with it. But you're not going to be like, do my daughter's maths homework or this. Or, or maybe it'll spin off subroutines. Like maybe what we'll do is we'll polyfill everything around it. And so you'll be like, here's the corpus of the... The interactions you want to have with these AIs for, you know, inverted commas purposes. And, and you'll have when one you talk about like, that, you mean like effectively we'll have a language for talking to AI or and it'll engaging just with it. And you'll spin up another thing or do this. Or no, you, I assume we'll want to use the purpose of this conversation like an English structured sentence yeah. to communicate with AI rather than like an API or like- No, know, no, but I mean like, like yeah. you know, we talk to Siri in a different way than we talk to each other. We talk the same way that we do like a stable diffusion prompt or anything else like that. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think we'll have a general, we'll have like a generalized model of how you communicate with these things, but I think they'll push it off into a bunch of different kind of smarter submodels. So the real like core of these systems will be this kind of like routing framework that exists on top of it and it's like kind of doing a little bit of pre-processing and then punching that and like you know help my daughter with her maths homework is like a model some guy in Bangalore's built that like he'll get paid cents for every kind of second that this thing's executing and then punches back to you is the way that kind of stuff will work yeah but me as the user if I don't see any of the back end will it feel like there's a generally intelligent depends thing? how credulous you are very I'm very credulous. I intend on getting more as I get older. No, I think think actually materially it doesn't matter whether it's intelligent or not. Like you don't care. You don't care how smart your ATM is. You just care that you get the cash out. Exactly. Which I totally agree with the whole principle of the singularity being that computers will be smarter than humans is misdefining the word smart. Or it depends on how you define the word smart. Yeah, it's like, yeah, how do you quantify it? Like, yeah, yeah. it'll be better. They're already better at maths. Does that make them smarter than us? Yeah, yeah. The other question that I also think about a lot is the fact that 
we're getting really caught up in this question of like, oh, is, are these things actually intelligent? And are people actually intelligent? And like, you know, <laughs> all these things. But whereas I think looking at the current LLM advances and like the AI generation of art or like the weird AI automation stuff that's coming out right yeah. now, like you look at that and you go like, oh, holy shit, this is actually going to be like, destabilizing in a way right? this, is, this is the fourth industrial revolution so, like think, this yeah. is actually going to have a measurable impact on how people do stuff well, talk how, to me what, what's s- one what is one well i mean like even the ai art we talked about it in another episode right the comparison i think i made in the other episode as well you look at uh, like crypto right we were told for like years and years crypto and blockchain and stuff was, the banks finance, finished. was, yeah. was the future of everything right R.I.P. Goldman Sachs. Wells Fargo on life support. And look, yeah. may, maybe the blockchain International will... Monetary Funds. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Liz, Liz Trust is going to remove the UK to fucking Bitcoin just to... Uh, yeah. Show one to the Sorry, but Sorry. yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the point I'm getting is... Yeah, like, so yeah, everyone was looking at like uh, crypto and blockchain and like all this money was... Like, well, I, don't think, I don't think everyone was. Through 2021, mm. we heard just an absurd amount about blockchain and like NFTs. And a lot of funding went that way. A lot, like money flowed into it. A lot of money it. got set and, on fire. And yeah. like basically, and to this day, the people that were like really boosting it were not really able to articulate in a way that a normal person could listen and be like, oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. What's something that is on the blockchain that my grandma will want totally. to use? But... Conversely, directly after this, obviously we were just talking about how all this like developer energy is just like vacated crypto and it's starting to look at AI. Mm. But when you dick around with one of these AI art generation things or like GPT-3, like the language ones, you look at that and it has like, it's kind of pithy, but like a wow factor where you're like, oh shit, this is like really impressive. You know, you look at AI and you're like, we have this debate on the podcast, like how much is this actually going to change like creative production and visual production. I yeah. think I think it kind of democratizes it. I imagine you guys probably have the discussion. It's like this becomes like an API service, something I can use. I'm doing like a crappy little blog post about something. I can whip up a little piece of artwork that otherwise would have co- had some economic cost, right? Yeah. I think it'll be ubiquitous without being revolutionary, a lot of this stuff. I think that- Table it, stakes? Well, it'll be a tool in people's arsenals. Maybe I'm not thinking- far out enough or I'm not fully understanding it or my definition of revolution is maybe the bar is too high maybe it will be revolutionary but be you a writer or a graphic designer or in any of those or a videographer or in a lot of those fields it will be a tool that people who are currently videographers and of course people who are learning the trade will just incorporate into their arsenal and there will be a lot of annoying shit that humans don't touch like websites whipped up and social media yeah. accounts and blah 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 blah. That it's are, all fitting the botnets yeah yeah, yeah. That, well yeah. i mean this is part of it like it completely makes the production and like iteration side of things completely like frictionless right yeah like there's the distance between like having an idea and making it real goes away yeah but i don't think that's revolutionary i think right, that's okay. just but like what we've been doing the other one, for the it's last, evolutionary it's but like, been doing for know, the other one you can forever. think about is like you know hook up some sort of like generative visual AI, I think it's like a 3D printer or something. And let's think in like five, ten years when this stuff is even more advanced, more sophisticated, like you can manufacture Objet dart or whatever, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but even 3D printers haven't really... Like, the technology delivered. kind of, yeah. It did, it did kind of stall. I, um, I think I think for me, the stuff that has been really, really fascinating has been like LLMs aside. Like, I mean, it's cool, whatever. I do think it's going to be used like content farm. You know, how old is this particular Silicon Valley person or like actor or this side of the other content farms for Google? Mm. I know Google's now shit. We all agree on that. It's just an awful website, hard to use, really bad. Sure. Whatever. Has been image classification. So it's kind of like excluding like child sexual abuse materials and stuff like that, where these models have gotten really good at. And I mean, there were like jokes and stuff about this kind of stuff but stuff's got really good because i saw a guy who was in japan in japan there's like 15 grades of banana 
So you have this like different grades of color and size and shape of banana, but the way that they do thing, I'm based this off like reading Hacker News comments, so it could be completely wrong. I could <laughs> like, be, like, committing... in, like Inuits have 150. Yeah, words exactly. For I'm snow. committing like some kind of like gross Orientalism. But this guy, <laughs> this guy, had whipped together this like incredible Rube Goldberg machine based on like a bunch of training data sets that would weigh out and like categorize these bananas based on like a couple of Arduinos, some Raspberry Pis, and like some servos. And it's kind of like it actually is kind of bringing out that old hacker ethos again, mm. where like people like build computers in their garages or do stuff like that. We've got these like incredible tools that we can use to kind of figure stuff out. Like one of the guys that I work with has got this surveillance system that's plugged around his house. He just moved into a rental, but he figured out how to hijack it. Now he's plugged it into like a classification model. So he's like, if someone approaches my front door who is a man after nine p.m., it sends me a push notification. Yeah, nice. <laughs> like that kind of it's like this is you know you like choose your own adventure what could kind possibly of style. Go wrong? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree all this stuff is interesting, but I just, maybe, yeah, maybe my barrier is too low. Final question, yes or no answers and maybe let's keep it to three sentences. Autonomous driving cars. No. <laughs> let's say, let's give it uh, an over under, 30 years. Dealer's choice. Like flip a coin, who knows? That's why you have to set the line at like oh, a tough one. It's, it, is, it is hard. Like I reckon if you'd asked me in 2012 if I thought there would be autonomous cars by 2022, I'd be pretty bullish. Mm. And it's just, Everyone was. Everyone was like, this is the future. I mean, Travis Klanek bet the entire company on it. Like mm. Everyone kind of went really into it. That uh, one guy from Google went mad criminal about it, which was cool. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Lewandowski stole a whole bunch of stuff from Google and shifted it over to Uber and then went to jail and then got pardoned by President Trump, which is kind of weird. <laughs> um, That's right, yeah, yeah. Life is weird. No, I think, I think it was really bullish on it. I think back then everyone was kind of like as we were coming out of that first ai winter all this stuff is possible like we're gonna ai is gonna be this again fourth industrial revolution it's gonna transform everything we're gonna do it but it turns out you can't even stop a car from hitting a kid no that's after like i assume billions of dollars just been poured into well that's stuff. what i saw the other day has yeah. there been any other technology that has had this much money poured into it for what revenue has it generated metaverse maybe well, but the amount of money poured into yeah. autonomous driving, yeah, I reckon, is well. More I think than I think the thing is, like, if you crack it, if you crack it, it's like the upside is infinite. It's, yeah, it's huge. It is um, huge. But I think it's also very American. But what revenue has it generated so far? Well, like, the big problem <laughs> only between different well, AI. Well, and no, driving, so it's generated it's generated a huge strong. amount of revenue for law firms. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean the the thing about <laughs> and I guess news media things. Yeah, just yeah. Reporting on the it's left. the one thing keeping the media alive. I, I feel like a lot of like software developers and tech guys get very fundamentally frustrated about this is that at the end of the day developing like autonomous cars is not just about how good the software is like there are so it's many the external factors the, yeah. like the actual city infrastructure which mm. is not built by it's like Balaji's thing was like the future of autonomous cars will be autonomous right it's like dude you invented a train like <laughs> yeah no exactly exactly roads just for autonomous cars like yeah okay yeah you can have a train yeah. yeah okay yeah. you need to have something that works in every city It'd probably be easier if, like, if their goal was, like, we just want autonomous cars just to exist in San Francisco, I feel like your job would be so much easier. Well, yeah, you just map every single You just map car. every single- yeah. And make every but, but person it- walk around with a chip in them so that the car knows not to <laughs> sure. run them over. I don't even think London Breed would want to chip every single homeless person in San Francisco, though. Yeah, yeah. We've got a 30-year on the fence- I'm on the fence. I'm. I reckon no. I just. I think that looking at how, how a lot of stuff has come to the fore, I just don't think it's going to happen. Mm. I reckon we'll Too get complex. close. No, I reckon. So I reckon you'll be able to drink drive home from the pub in the country. Oh, thank God. Safely, safely. Well, they already oh. can. I, yeah, but sorry, <laughs> but I mean, you can get really blind. You, get you, you can blind. do that without technology. So yeah. People computer. have been doing that in Australia since the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Including former deputy prime ministers. But, you know, that's another story. And James, um, I'm pretty bearish. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm. But I don't know. Like I said, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. They're pumping a lot of money into it. 30 years. It's the classic William Gibson quote. You know, the future is here. It's just not evenly distributed. <laughs> it's probably going to be the same thing. Like maybe it'll work in certain 
yeah. circumstances, certain situations. Yeah. It certainly won't be. I can see like logistics, yeah, through yeah. like yeah, yeah. city to and city like, logistics. Oh, they're, doing, they're doing the stuff inside Amazon warehouses now. Like a whole yeah. bunch of the, yeah. like, the staff are being replaced by robots because, yeah. again, it's a constrained problem. I can see like Tesla's self driving getting really good and other car makers doing it to the point where it's like a person sitting in the front seat of the car with their hand near the wheel. Yeah, you can, can already do can it except let- the frigging car. Like, gets you, mad at you. It gets yeah. mad at you constantly. Yeah, totally. Maybe that elevates, but like full self-driving where every car on the street is autonomous. I don't know. That seems like a pipe dream to me. But yeah. Well, as we say, like- I'm seeing, happy to be proven wrong. Seeing an autonomous car every day, I guess, is the question. Like, I want every day- When am I going to every day see at least one autonomous car? I'll tell you what, you see a Tesla every day now. You do, oh, yeah. You see them you re- all the time. You, like, you see multiple Teslas a day. It didn't used to be the case. No, no. We were slow. But like, now they're- they don't look as cool anymore. They like, don't. Yeah, every car. They, they did. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they look cool. I reckon. I was impressed with them when they first came out. You jump in the Uber and it was a Tesla. I was like, like ooh, the big screen. Like, this it's, is, it's, the screen's it's, big. It's fast. But now it's yeah. still mildly impressive when you jump in a Tesla to Uber because you need to like work out what's happened here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, the new why, version. Yeah. Why is this guy driving an Uber and yeah. doing? Tesla, he doesn't want to Tesla. talk to his wife. That's true. That's, that's but can right. I can I actually flip this on you? I know this is the last question, but what do you think will be the material impact of AI in the next thirty years? I think it'll be a fantastic tool in a lot of people's job. You know, it's obviously hard to predict, but you know, you can obviously see it at law firms, mm. like reading over contracts and identifying differences to your library of other contracts, and then identifying them to a person who then has to act on it with potentially suggested prompts. As I say, like the graphic design and stuff, it's. It's less interesting, but it's more obvious because everyone really sees. Flashy, yeah. yeah, it's really flashy. Like it's a tool that's a plug-in to a Photoshop or an Illustrator equivalent that you can kind of, oh, this brick wall is kind of boring. Click through the different brick wall textures, etc. From a music perspective, I'm sure you can generate different patches using AI because you want to do it in a certain style by entering some prompts. But I basically just see it as a tool that is used by professions to make processes more efficient. And the skill will be what I think it always actually has been, which taste. is taste. Mm. Like at the end of the day, you have to have a human with taste who understands, sometimes they don't know why, based on all of the inputs they've got over their entire life through interactions with both humans and the world, what is good right now for the context that we're in right now and for the context that I'm in right now. So humans will still be master okay. of the AI. Well, when the Australian Prime Minister is a robot, and we're all like building like Can robots be Australian citizens though. I don't know. We're, we're all we're all walking Stop around. The we're all like dragging rocks to like build pyramid Let's say robo temples to our to yeah. our robot gods. I'm gonna I'll be fucking coming for you, brother. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> happy to be wrong. Okay. Always happy to be wrong.